like a bad rash legendary broadcaster Drew Marshall it's hard when you're in love with a beautiful woman you know it's hard Turn up, turn up. You wanna trust her? Then somebody hangs up when you answer the phone. Oh, I hate when that happens. Somebody hangs up when I answer the phone. Storm the night. Folks, you are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. Now we're off to the races with all sorts of other things. Thanks for tuning in. Tim the Tool is here, unlike last week. Did you. What are you doing? In a town. Just to help. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. Idiot, big, huge, melon idiot. How was your week, uh, Tim? And how was your Thanksgiving? And don't take too long. Thanksgiving was great. Uh, we had roast beef instead of turkey because turkey does nasty things to my belly. What do you mean, like farty stuff? Oh, dude, Oops. I am I am the Hershey squirter the whole week, <laughs> the whole weekend. <laughs> What is it? Trip, 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 what is trip, this stuff? Trip, I don't know so, what it is, but I am. I just make chocolate. Okay, all right, Bill Cosby. Uh, yeah, but that was great. We got the cottage shut down uh, really efficiently. Uh, the weather was incredible. Nobody cares about you shutting down the cottage efficiently. And that was a great, great moment in my life is having you bring on one of my teaching idols when I'm not around. So there's a there's an inside joke here that whenever Tim leaves, <laughs> I try to get on a guest that I think he'll love. Yeah. Every freaking time. <laughs> yep. Or you you tell them to stay home instead of coming into the studio. Okay, That's just the let one. that go. Will okay. You? Sorry, Mon. Sorry, Mon. Sorry, Mon. Um, Brennan, are you good? Everything's good. Okay. Brennan, our video intern is just leaving. Everyone, say goodbye to Brennan. Bye, Brennan. Bye, Brennan. Our video audio technician. Video. Yeah. He's our video guy. And just before he leaves, he goes, "I'm more of an audio guy." <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we were talking about something before we went to air, and I said, save it for air. Was that uh, it? The Jays game. Oh, right. Yeah, that big, crazy Jays game. That was game. insane. Can you bring up uh, the DrewTube video for this week? Oh, it's already ready. Is it? Bro. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is my, this is the reason, the only reason I am actually watching the baseball. Even though he's not playing, if he gets a chance to get on camera and be interviewed, this Kawasaki guy yeah. kills me. Have a listen to this, folks. This is after the big game. Okay, we Wow. What do you think? Uh, I think... Uh, today, no hangover. No hangover. Yeah, no hangover tra- tranquilo. Tranquilo. Next time, Next time wa- I-, I want a two more. Bush party. How happy are you you're going to the LCS? LCS? League Championship Series. Yeah. One step from the World Series. Well, I'm fast time. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, we are never scared. Yeah. We are no, but never scared, okay? We still have very important game to come, okay? We want to stay to focus. 
Okay, don't sink it. Don't don't sink him. Just swing. Just catch a uh, throw. Just catch. Don't sink everybody. Just win. Just win. And yeah. you did. And yeah. you did. Sounds like such a simple game. Congratulations. Listen. How are English? How's my English from last year? Much better than 2014. Yeah, I have two books, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> two books, bro. Uh, uh. He just drops his voice at the end and gets all. He's a shtick, man. He's a walking he shtick. He knows hilarious. what he's doing. He plays a dopey Chinese translation guy. Uh, Japanese. <sighs> what did I say? Yeah, Chinese. Yeah, whatever. I don't know if they have a lot of players, but baseball is huge in Japan. Alex just looked at me like I was the most politically incorrect yes. human being on the face well, of the planet. Well, we've got the, the political analyst coming on later. Maybe you can drop that for them. But, no, that inning was insane. Yeah. And you know what the, the best part is? What? I haven't been able to watch any of the games because I've been so anxious about it. Really? So I didn't even see that's the That's the game. one you tuned in for? No, no. That's the oh. game I didn't tune oh, okay. in for. And right. I was it was, a, it was a, a meet the teacher night thing at our school, and our principal announced it just, just as they won. Oh, yeah. But I was anxious watching the highlights. That's how wound it's up like, I've been about you had this. Turkey. That could have been. <laughs> no, I'm not wound up. I'm completely <laughs> loose. There's Tim. <laughs> hey, 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 don't worry. Yes, I, I have some courage. <laughs> so anyway, frig. I'm at the pub. I got to go to the car. I go to the car. I come back. That's when all that went down. <laughs> yeah, 54 minutes for that inning to go through. That was crazy. Really? Yeah, it was one of the longest innings <clears throat> ever. Right. Up next uh, soon on the show, uh, Candace Cameron Bray from Full House and uh, Petri Bird. Bird. Have you ever heard this, Alex? Yeah. Family Guy does it. You know the name of the band? No. Trashman. Oh, yeah? yeah. All right. Got it. Um, oh, I have so many papers in front of me. Here's... <laughs> That's my favorite part. Okay, so Tim's excited to have a microphone again. Folks, I want to tell you about a few concerts coming up, and then we're going to get to our first uh, guest on the show. Sunday, show. October 18th. That would be tomorrow night, folks, at the Stampede Ranch in Guelph, 226 Woodlawn Road. Tickets are $10. Why would you get a ticket for $10? Because you want to go see Danielle Todd. We talked about her during the last show. Do we have a Danielle Todd song up there? Let's have a little listen to Danielle Todd. This feels like it should have candles. She plays really good guitar, too. Listen to that voice. You've got me Baby, that's all All that we need Oceans between us Mountains and a wall Baby, I don't care About them at all When they said we couldn't do So Danielle will be performing on our show next week, but she is in concert this Sunday night in Guelph 
at the Stampede Ranch. So uh, go to that, and I'll uh, high-five you when I see you there. DanielleToddMusic.ca. And then Thursday night, oh, this girl, she is so good. Have a listen to this. This is Andrea Simone and those guys at the Lulu Lounge, October 22nd, and they will be playing this song. October 22nd, Andrea Simone and those guys at Lula Lounge. That's on Dundas Street West in Toronto. Doors open at 7. Music is at 8.30. And, uh, you know, we're all suffering from Blue Jays fever, regardless of the ALCS outcome. Andrea has come up with a fun idea. For anyone uh, coming to the Lulu Lounge uh, showing Blue Jays love, wearing some Blue Jays gear, the cover will be dropped to $10. So you get $5 off. Pretty good, huh? $5. $5. All right, who do we have next we're promoting here? Sultans of Swing. Sultans of String. Check this out. Listen to these guys. Fantastic gig I've got coming up. We're going to talk to them at the end of the show real quickly. Friday, October 30th at 8 p.m., Trinity St. Paul's Center. Friday, October 30th, 427 Bloor Street West, Trinity St. Paul's Center. Their CD release with sitar master and former Drew Marshall Show guest, Anwar Kershid. Remember Anwar? Uh, that was one of the times I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> All it needs is Lou Rawls, not Lou Rawls. Uh, Barry, Barry White Barry singing White. over. <laughs> you will never find. Or Lou Rawls. Rawls. Yeah, it works. It works. <laughs> Somebody love it. Anyway, uh, we're going to chat with those guys at the end of the show, so we won't tell you any more about them. But uh, that's Friday, October 30th. Uh, Ken Whiteley's got a great gig coming up. I didn't mention that to you, Tim, but everyone knows Ken Whiteley. He's got his, uh, starts his Sunday uh, gospel matinee, uh, October 25th, at Hughes Room. That's at 2 p.m. You want to go to that for sure. That's fantastic. What's the last one we got here? Melanie. Oh, yeah, Melanie Brulé. Fantastic girl. She's at Ron, Royal Ontario Museum, Friday night. At uh, the uh, safe fashion. Have a listen. It's at the Royal Ontario Museum, Queen's Park, 9.30. Doors open at 7. Tickets are 15 bucks. Melanie Brule. I like this girl, too. Have a, have a listen. It's French. So she sings English stuff as well. Melanie Brulé. Check her out online and go to the Royal Ontario Museum. Check her out there. All right, that's it's like a concert uh, yeah, update. Yeah, yes. Here. Come and see the concert by the Triceratops. Triceratops. What is wrong with you? Ladies and gentlemen, our uh, next guest on the Drew Marshall Show is uh, waiting patiently online for us to finish rambling. Emma Green. She's a managing editor at The Atlantic. TheAtlantic.com forward slash Emma hyphen Green. Emma hyphen Green, how are you? 
I'm doing very well and glad that you know the official name that's on my birth certificate, Emma Hyphen Green. <laughs> Emma Hyphen Green. It's better than Dash. Emma Dash Green. <laughs> Probably, probably. So, listen, I know with the in the world of religion and faith and news that there's got to be some Catholic stuff going on. There's got to be some Pope stuff going on. There's got to be some drama at the Vatican Synod. Yes, indeed. It would not be a regular day in the Catholic world if there wasn't some drama. So right now and for the past week and a half or so, bishops from all over the world have been gathered in Rome to have what's called a synod, a big meeting, where they're going to talk about issues related to the family. The most salient issues are how the Church will deal with people who have been divorced and remarried, but there are also issues on the table such as what to do for priests who want exceptions to get married, uh, and other processes related to issues like contraception and uh, homosexuality and how to minister to people who have made those kinds of choices. But drama flared this week when a letter to the Pope came out in the press from roughly a dozen prelates who had basically said that they think the progressive prelates are taking over the meeting. A bunch of people who were involved in the letter have since denied being involved, but it is quite dramatic. There were even accusations that they might be trying to drive the Catholic Church towards Protestantism. Oh, the horror. No. Say it isn't so. Say it isn't so. As the Vatican burns. (laughs) Um, You realize all these issues have one thing in common? Do you know what that issue is? Sex. All of them. Yes, yes. It is true that sex tends to be the uniting force for drama within the Catholic Church and is probably the issue that has been most difficult for uh, the Catholic hierarchy to grapple with, especially as the West diverges a lot from South America and Africa in terms of how people behave sexually. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, keeping with the theme of sex, let's talk about some uh, regrets of these uh, folks who were involved with gay reparative therapies. Um, Have these folks now come out and said that they don't think it's right anymore, that they try to fix people who are gay? So more and more, both courts and people who are formally involved with the reparative therapy movement have moved away from and condemned this kind of therapy. One of the largest organizations that's since disbanded, called Exodus International, used to be one of these linchpin organizations that would run therapy programs for purely Christian people who believed that they had homosexual tendencies. The former head of this organization, Alan Chambers, has come out with a new book in which he reiterates the fact that he regrets his involvement with this group. He doesn't believe that the types of methods that were used are effective. And he believes that Christians can actually be gay and, and make valuable contributions to Christian life. So it's, it's an interesting turn within the community, which used to believe that there were scientific methods to deal with homosexual urges. Now, both within that community and because of state-mandated action, people are turning away from that a little bit more. You're great. I like how I forget how great you are. I mean, you're just great. <laughs> Emma Green. She's, no, she's going. You're, keep it coming. You're a good communicator. Uh, Emma Green's a managing editor at The Atlantic, theatlantic.com forward slash Emma hyphen Green. You're still a managing editor, right? That is correct. Because I remember you had a title change. You went from, what, schmuck to manag- managing editor? Is that what it is? Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a big hop from schmuck to managing editor, but I'm glad <laughs> I finally made it. Normally it's schmuck to putz. Um, so let's talk about uh, Halloween. That sounds go- like a commentary schmuck in a hockey game. <laughs> uh, schmuck over to putz, putz back to schmuck. He scores! <laughs> so there's got to be somebody not happy about Halloween these days. Uh, who is it? 
Yes, indeed. So the religious battles over holidays continue. In the town of Milford, Connecticut, there was a big hubbub this week when the school district tried to both ban in-school activities related to Halloween and also get rid of a favorite parade that used to happen during school hours at one of the elementary schools. There, of course, was a vast backlash from parents, many who believed that it was PC culture, quote-unquote, that was driving these changes to be made, but the school district maintains that it was actually making these changes to protect students who are part of religious minorities. So the irony is that even though people blame this on PC culture, it was actually probably conservative Christians who most would have objections to these kinds of Halloween affairs. Man, it is, you know, I I remember what, I've been doing the show for 13 years, and I remember, you know, 10, 12, 13 years ago, that was a subject that I was interested in, you know, freaking out over Halloween. Do you send your kids out on Halloween, or were you sending your kids to hell if you send them out on Halloween, stuff like that, you know? Jimmy Kimmel did that Halloweenies thing? Yeah, Halloweenies, remember that? Yeah. And now I don't care, <laughs> for, for a couple of reasons. My kids are now 26 and 23, I don't care. Uh, secondly, um, I don't care. Just thought I'd share that with you. No, you know, nice way to fix the issue, yeah. No, I yeah. uh, stop it. Stop. <laughs> but I just, you know, don't care. But I do care. You know what? There is one issue I just can't be, mm, I don't know, flippant about. And I'm not trying to be funny or, or smarter. The, the abortion stuff is, you know, I, I wonder, I don't think I will ever be able to really let that go. And maybe I'm ignorant and... And Well, I know I'm ignorant, and I'm also not a female, so I've got to be careful what I say because it ain't my body. But I, I do think that, that life begins at conception and not after the child comes out of the vagina. That's probably not the right term. Um, but the Supreme Court and the abortion conversation is, is back in it in Texas. And of all places, man, Texas. So what's going on? So over the past several years, across the United States, there have been increasing numbers of state laws that make it incrementally harder for women to get abortions. This has been especially true in Texas, where recent legislation made it such that abortion clinics had to have doctors that had admitting privileges at hospitals within 30 miles. They had to have the kind of preparedness that an ambulatory surgical center would have. Uh, and there were certain waiting periods that were imposed upon the women who would come to be patients at clinics. All in all, what this meant was the number of clinics in Texas has decreased significantly. And it's also much more difficult for women across this very, very big, geographically big state to make it to a clinic. So some of these different uh, procedures and laws are going to be reviewed or expected to be reviewed by the Supreme Court, uh, which is, again, sort of determining what its docket is going to look like for the fall. So this is something that people are watching to see whether the Supreme Court will decide that these kinds of incremental changes, which make it effectively difficult for women to get an abortion, are actually unconstitutional. Wow. Wow. Okay. I've got so uh, much to say about these subjects, but I, we're running out of time, and my apologies. You're just doing such a great job. I can just kind of pitch it to you, and away you go. Last one real quick, and this is just goofy. Uh, so the the, uh, the Word of Life Christian Church in upstate New York. So if I get this right, there are two teen brothers who were beaten by their parents and some mm -hmm. other church members. And, mm -hmm. and the reason they were beating them was to get them to confess sins. And one of the brothers has died? That's correct. So it's unclear to authorities so far what these past sins might have been that the six church members were trying to get them to confess. But the reports say that 
On Sunday last week, the two brothers were called into the sanctuary of this church. They were beaten and kicked repeatedly over the course of several hours. One of the brothers was declared dead, and the other has been hospitalized after sustaining injuries from these assaults. So... I'm not a, normally a violent person. Someone asked me that because I'm six four two forty and I got a you know a bald headed biker look thing going on. People think, oh, you know, you you're tough, you know, whatever. I am just a, a sissy basically, and I, um, I've never. As somebody said, have you ever hit anybody? Have you ever punched anybody? I've never done that. I've never been in a fight. Uh, wanted to many times. I've broken up many fights, um, but the only time, not the only time. Let me say, say this again. In this scenario, I can see Jesus signing off on me beating the living snot out of these people. Do you think he'd, he'd give me permission? Do you think he'd let me do that? I mean, I think that goes outside the scope of reporting I've done, but I can work on getting a quote for you. <laughs> Very well said. Very well said. Emma Green, what a pleasure to have you back on our show again. Folks, all of these stories can be found at theatlantic.com forward slash Emma hyphen Green. Thank you. <laughs> I wish you the best. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a green, folks, on the Drew Marshall Show. When we come back, it's the pub crawl. And this week, uh, Dr. John Stackhouse, who will be uh, reporting from New Brunswick. <laughs> Dr. Angus Reed will be reporting for British Columbia. And Dr. Janet at Buckingham reporting from Ottawa. Uh, these are all folks who are going to weigh in on a conversation about Monday's federal election. People of faith, people of religion, the faith communities. I wonder what's going to be going through their minds when it comes to voting this Monday. We'll be right back. Hey! 